0: Hey, hey! It's the TFL podcast. Hey! With uh Arch. How you going, mate? Yeah, doing alright. Still working out this streaming business, but we're here. <laughs> we are here. That's good. That's all that matters. That's all I care about. Uh fun. And we got a special guest on the show today. We do. It's uh Lewis from Fantasy Football Down Under. Lewis, welcome to the show, mate. It's great to have you.
1: It's great to be here. What what an intro! I'm I'm getting jazz just, just <laughs> blasting in my ears right
0: now. This is awesome. Look, nothing like some '90s punk yeah. to get you keen f- to talk about fantasy football. Yeah, local like Adelaide punk band Serice
2: Cole from the '90s, uh, early yeah, 2000s. Um, many a weekend in my late teens, early 20s, seeing these guys. And um, hey, I asked them if I could use it, so uh, didn't have to pay any royalties. So it's all good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just about to say an Adelaide punk band from the two, from the 2000s. You've got no copyright claims coming your way. Yeah, that's. A, <laughs> I, I actually asked. Oh, the these permission. guys did well on
0: the Triple J. Oh, as a Triple J Top 100 yeah, controversy, they, but that's another story. Yeah, for look,
2: um, look, I asked their time. permission about 17 episodes in. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, uh, yeah, do you mind if about you. I use your song? Full disclosure, we're episode 17. Um, But yeah, no, all good, all good. No legal claims. I mean, we've got other copyright infringed stuff coming out later, but that's fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't say anything (laughs) about that. Oh, dear. Lewis, where can people find you?
1: Uh, We can see there in the name. You can find me at FF underscore Down Under on Twitter, uh, on Facebook. Just search Fantasy Football Down Under. You can find my page there, a group there as well. And also I host the uh, fantasy football podcast for the vault studio as well. So uh, give that page a like on Facebook and uh, we've actually just got a giveaway going on over there as well. So check, check out a lot of stuff going on over at the vault studio.
0: Awesome. That's fantastic. Please do that. Everybody yes. uh, give it a shout. And uh, today we are going to we'll look, we we'll look at some news, particularly for the, the conference championships that are coming up uh, this weekend, but we want to talk DFS. We're going to talk a mm. little bit about uh, the two game slate. It's, Getting to a funny point for DFS, you're so used to playing these, you know, um, 12, 13, 15 game slates. <laughs> and then here we go with two games. Um, so it, I think what it does, it kind of it stops that, that top point. Like you're not going to hit that 200 points uh, unless these games just go absolutely bananas. Um, but that's, it's just, it's a different world when you're playing mm. with, only with two games. Um, anyway, for us, we are at the TFL Podcast. You can see Arch and, and my Twitter handles there. So go check us out. Uh, you can find us also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we've got a Patreon going at the moment. We'd love you to become a mate of the pod. Yeah. Um, base supporter tier here is just 2 bucks a month. It uh, goes a long way in helping us resource the pod. And as we come into the off-season, there'll be some more stuff, particularly for Patreon uh, subscribers. So please come. Uh, and hit us up on that. Uh, we also love five-star reviews, of yeah, course. Uh, so much appreciated. Saying. And uh, look, nothing <laughs> nothing less nothing less than five stars, everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, make sure you share it with all your friends and family as well because we all know everyone needs to get into fantasy football.
1: Well, can I jump in here and uh, just, just yeah. add, add something on there? In, in terms of Patreon, guys, please, if you can, sort of support the guys through Patreon. Uh, it, it's such a, a small amount for, for an individual to be able to, to do that. But if a handful of people do it, it really does go a long way to supporting content creation. It makes it, makes it easier to be able to, uh, you know, go out and, and buy a new piece of equipment, microphone, whatever it is, get a subscription. So the guys continue to bring you better information, statistics, subscriptions, all that kind of stuff. So they can put the work in to continue to bring you better fancy content. So please, please, please go ahead and, and support the guys because it's, it's half a cup of coffee a month.
0: Now that's yeah. an ad, Ron.
1: That is. We'll, we'll copy and paste that. I think. Just wait till my copyright claim comes in. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's- <laughs> oh dear, there goes all our Patreon money. Ah oh, dear, no, uh, cool. All right, Arch, do you have a drop for us as we go into the news? Oh yeah, usually do. There we go. News and notes. Oh, I still got that. Yeah, I love all that. The- <laughs> I haven't got the time to change it. <laughs> no, that's great. All right. Um, cool. Let's have a look at Patrick Mahomes. He went down with that concussion. Mm. And we're coming out, though, and people are coming out and saying, look, he's, he's going to play. He's taken reps, apparently. He's had a light practice Wednesday. So, look, there's no chance that Chad, Chad Henney lines up at all, is there, boys?
1: A Wide receiver, maybe <laughs> after showing off those wheels, he's going to be nagging Coach Reed. Coach, put me out there. You see, I'm 35 years old, but I've got wheels. Put me out there in a trick play. That's a yeah, design also, run play. <laughs> 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 what, what wild catch had any? <laughs> that's right. It's a man for exactly a crisis.
0: Right. No, that's it. Oh man, I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, particularly watching Mahomes go uh, up against Josh Allen. It's going to be a Pretty sweet. But, yeah, look, I don't think there's really anything that needs to be said about Mahomes. Do you think that there's going to be much, um, I guess, difference uh, between Mahomes at his best and the Mahomes we're going to get coming off of the concussion? What what kind of impact is this injury going to have, do you think? Ah, talk will to you first. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, you're going to see 80% Mahomes out there. You'd want to see that rather than uh, – you know, 120% Henny, wouldn't you? So, um, <laughs> okay. it, look, he'll be out yeah. there. They find a little something extra in playoffs anyway. So I don't think
1: we'll we're too worried about it. They'll make it happen. For sure. Lewis, you agree? So I, yeah, I, I agree. that The thing that probably concerns me most in terms of what That's we that. might see out of Mahomes is this toe, the toe injury as well. So I think we're going to take away all of those design rooms uh, that you get a couple might slow down his scramble a little bit because you know, it, it he while he's not Lamar Jackson, he certainly is a very athletic, mobile quarterback mm-hmm. and he does add fantasy points with his legs. I mean, we saw him strolling for that touchdown. He can he can maneuver around. We've seen him make some electric plays just using his legs and then also be able to extend plays, move the pocket, and then you know, use his can of an arm to, to throw at all, all kinds of angles across the field. So I do think we might see that limited and also just not wanting to put his, you know go ahead first, no quarterback sneaks, anything like that. But you know, this is a very, very tiny fraction of, of the playbook that's going to be affected. But you know, he's he's good for a couple of fantasy points on, on the ground, potentially a rushing score mm. instead of a passing touchdown. So, you know, maybe that two point differential there, something like yeah. that. So those that sort of thing might might be a, a sort of a tiebreaker when you're looking at trying to trying to save your salary in, in DFS. But but apart from that, I, I think you're going to expect a pretty Standard Mahomes performance, which will be moving the ball downfield and throwing some touchdowns.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, I don't think it's going to really impact Tyree Hill or Travis Kelsey of any or any of those guys um, in that capacity as well. So I agree. I think there's just that that running ability that's going to potentially, yeah, shave a couple of points off of his off of, off of his normal score. Uh, Antonio Brown. He did not practice on Wednesday. Uh, he didn't needed an MRI on Monday, but reportedly dodged a major injury, which is a good sign. I guess really we still need to see what in uh, what this injury does in terms of practice for the next few days. Brown's an interesting one. He's he wasn't used heaps last week. Uh, obviously had that big game against Atlanta, but I think that was just because he earned lots of money off of in, <laughs> his incentives, and Tom Brady was doing. He's made a favor. Oh, he loves the guy.
1: And, he does. It seems that today. way. <laughs> That's
0: it. Or he will. <laughs> um, or let's he say will, Brown yeah. sits. Let's say. Let's say Brown sits. Um, Scotty Miller is he the next one up? Well, he, no he is. Well, I mean, is he is, is he, he worth I don't a think
2: shot he, in DFS? Yeah. Well, you can't we couldn't go out there and trust. But I guess in a in a tournament, he's worth throwing in there to you know. You know, if he catches a couple of touchdowns at his salary, then it's worth it, isn't it? But um, you know, it wouldn't be trusting him in cash, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that. The other name I would probably throw out there as well who's had some involvement over the last couple of weeks, uh, and is absolute min price is is uh, Cameron Bray. Is someone who might continue mm-hmm. to see a bit more involvement without Antonio Brown there as well. He's been reliable for for Brady, and you know, I think he's a, he's a He's a fine, fine tight end. Listen, yeah, he was James Winston's sort of best friend, and it was we all thought he was on the way out when O.G. Howard came in. Yeah, they doubled down. They gave him a six-year contract. It wasn't well. It was one of those really. It's about a two or three-year contract, but it was not a sizeable sum of money that they gave to him. You know, they 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 like him quite a lot in Tampa Bay, and when asked to you know go out there and deliver, he he tends to do so. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I like Braid a lot. Like four for eighty in a uh, the. Uh, Washington game. I can't remember exactly the numbers off the top of my head they did last week, but still, you're right. He's the preferred. And when I look at Brayt versus Gronk, I'd still want to play Brayt over Gronk, and especially if Antonio Brown's out. It looks like they're going to... Gronk might be the favorite in the red zone for Brady, but Brayt looks like the one that's going to move change uh, down the field for mine.
1: Yeah, he went for... Keeping on the the way. Yeah, there you go.
0: Ronald Jones... Says he's feeling better than last week, which is good. We saw that interesting split between <sighs> Jones and Fournette last week. And this, I know, Arch, as you sigh, I, I'm there with you. I hate what is going on? Week. I can't read this. It's it's the story of the whole year for, for the Tampa Bay Bucks <laughs> in terms of their backfield. He was efficient with his carries. He looked really solid. And if he's feeling better than last week, do you think that Ronald Jones comes back into that um, You know, 70% carry uh, type back, or is he and, and worth of play in DFS, or is Fournette still going to be there? He's going to because he also was very, very, very good on the week as well.
2: Look, looking at the slate, do you play both? Like it's desperate times at running mm. back. Like, like the, the, I mean, they were, the, put the the two of them compared to a lot of the other guys are doing all right, but yeah, it's just hard to trust, hard to know who's you know, and it takes one play and and it flips one one way, doesn't it? So, um i I just got a sneaky feeling it's still going to be a four net week, but I'd I base that on purely gut. So, you know, give me some <laughs> stats, boys.
1: <laughs> See, yeah, I mean, Jones, he was, was efficient in his carry. He didn't obviously, on that ball. He had a big run that was called back on a hold as well, but he, he you know, he did open it up and didn't seem like the quad was too much of an issue. Mm-hmm. He sort of hobbled at the end of it. Unfortunately, that play Indeed. was called back. But if I'm playing in a tournament, I'm looking for upside and the upside comes with Leonard Fournette for me. And that's because of his involvement in the passing game. Who'd have thought Leonard Fournette's, <laughs> Leonard Fournette's satellite back, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just, he's been good. He's been good. Like play, playoff Lenny's a bit of a thing at the moment. He's, you know, he's earning that trust of, of Brady. He's, yeah. we saw him in the regular season, bit, bit stone handed, wasn't really able to catch the ball, turn and get up field, but he's, he's made some decent grabs out of the backfield. So, You know, given that in full point PPR, which drafting scoring is, it's, you know, targets are worth about 2.7 times the amount of a carry. Mm -hmm. And he's still going to get some carries as well, potentially short yardage situations, goal line carries as well if Brady doesn't take in a a sneak. So given where the matchup is with with, uh, the Green Bay run defense, I still like Leonard Fournette Fournette here. And just uh, compare, let's take a quick look at where their salaries are. I mean, only 700 bucks difference um, is, is, is not a whole lot considering the, uh, the passing usage that you're going to get when you sort of weight that out against you know, dollar for opportunities or weighted opportunities. I think Leonard Fournette does come out ahead here.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think it would take at least – it'd need Fournette to not have a touchdown and, and Jones to have a touchdown, I think, really to see it flip the other way uh, with Jones Correct. leading um, the points in, in this matchup. Cause yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one, but I don't, like you said, Arch playing both in DFS this week is a, it's a sneaky play that not a lot of people might go for, but potentially there, um, might be, you know, some value there for sure. Just to come other quick news, bits and pieces that probably are not related at all to this weekend. Uh, Philip Rivers is retiring. Uh, the man with 17 kids and, uh, he just, you know, keeps on giving to the world, which is good on him for sure, but he's, 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 he's leaving. Any, any passing thoughts on Philip Rivers, boys? Oh, it's just time, isn't it? So,
2: but you know, good for it. <laughs> you know, on the whole, really, like yeah, he, I mean, is well above an average quarterback to have that longevity. Um, but yeah, it just would have nice to have a full team around him at some stage to to just push him forward and some coaching.
1: Yeah, co- coaching and in-game play calling, with, <laughs> uh, you know, decision making would certainly be a big one, and and just the charges are just. Calamity at all times. They constantly have their best players injured. I don't know what's going on with the medical staff there. Mm. You know the owners are absolute tight asses when it comes to spending money. Uh, we've seen that over the past 17 years of, of Rivers' career and the teams that they put around him. I mean, even even right now in the coaching they've made. You know, listening to the the GM Shuffle podcast, it was it was pretty pretty evident that they're able to go out and you know get 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 Staley on the cheap. No relocation costs. they're able to keep the whole uh, offensive coordinating staff, which it looks like they're going to do. Yep. but this is very much a team that likes to keep their their uh, their dollar or an owner rather who likes to keep their dollars in their wallet. So just a shame for Philip Rivers, he didn't have the opportunity to yeah. be on an aggressive team, a team that prioritized winning over money. Uh, I think I think he might sneak into the Hall of Fame you know a few few years down the track. He's certainly not going to be a, a first ballot ballot guy, but you know he's a fun character. It's always fun to watch him. There's, is there, you know, anything more electric than Phil Rivers down a score with, with two minutes to go in the, in the fourth quarter driving down the field? Who knows what's going to happen? It's yeah. going to be, it's going to be great one way or the other. Yeah, like it's going right. to be some, some absolutely backbreaking interception, a throw into triple coverage, or he might get it done as well. So we, we, yeah. we've seen some awesome stuff from Phil Rivers, just a, a competitor, a funny dude, a very one of a kind type quarterback. I think that we, you know, we won't see another one like him for quite some time.
0: No, nah, that's it. No, nah, I just wanted to bring that up because hey, Philip Rivers is just one of those characters in the NFL that you just love to see and uh, and see what he's doing. And look, good year with the Colts. Really did did a lot of stuff with them that I wasn't sure if he could pull it off or not. Being how how long he's been in the system. Um, but now, nah, good on him. Anyway, let's move on to the matchups with mm-hmm. our conference championships. And and Chris, yeah. is you another drop for it?
1: Yeah,
0: there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Arch right now because usually he yells out like, Oh, well, I didn't know what to
2: say. It's not like I I don't even know what we're doing tonight. So it's not like a normal <laughs> weekly preview. I don't know. Look, there I'm, it is. It's I'm just two, two days, days into a new job. My 15. brain is fried and my kids won't go to sleep. And I'm expecting someone to run in. So look where... You've got
0: me here. All right? All right. So, I mean, okay, let's well, go. Let's just back down on the criticism. good as <laughs> get right now, okay? <laughs> all right, we all know that... The reason we brought Lewis on is to carry the show. That's, yeah, uh, basically. <laughs> no, look. Well, this is going to be thoroughly disappointed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, dear. Let's jump into the conference championships. Let's start with the NFC. We've got Tampa, Old Man Brady taking on Green Bay with almost Old Man Rodgers. Mm. Look, it's got an over-under of 51 last I checked and uh, Green Bay a three-and-a-half-point favourite. So I want to hear from from you guys first up. Straight up, just give me a quick answer. Who's going to win? Arch, you first. Oh, it's, it's got to be Green Bay, I think. Um,
2: they're just the the team uh, that just, you know, Rodgers, the level he's playing at at the moment, uh, just haven't seen for years and it's just exciting to see and I just want... Uh, him, you know, he's someone who needs one, another Super Bowl, you know, under his hat sort of thing before he retires and, um, you know, and you never know when this is going to come around. But, yeah, enjoying watching him play. But uh, Brady's, Brady's looking all right as well. So
0: That wasn't one word, but thanks. And, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, look,
2: um, <laughs> like I said, uh, I'm here. a <laughs> <laughs> red wine. He's good to go. Oh mate, right. I needed it tonight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Again, you're not going to get one word from me on this because No, nah, that's fine. It's this this is a this is a real, real hard one. I was supremely confident that the Buccaneers were going to take care of the Saints. Uh I just thought it was a completely different matchup to the first two times that they presented themselves in the season. I thought people were overweighting that fact, not to mention that Drew Brees is being held together with eight different forms of, of tape and braces. Uh, and you know, it's one of these situations for me, the, the, the head says green Bay, the heart says, says, says the Buccaneers and I'm going to take, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. Oy, I, think, there I think, I think that they, the things that they can do, uh and, and we'll sort of, we'll sort of get to this further, but I think the things that they can do in they match up well uh against Green Bay, and it's not gonna be the sort of blowout blowout that it was in the regular season. I think it's going be mm-hmm. much tougher game. But I do think that they they have the the capability to, to beat Green Bay. And uh yeah, I I am looking forward to seeing that happen.
0: Yeah, look, that's uh that would be interesting if that, that goes that way. I've got a I've got a, as as Green Bay, I think Rogers Oh, he's got fire in his eyes. You know, he's he's looking to to push the way uh, all the way through. It's a fifty-one point over under. So we're looking there and seeing. Look, there's high scoring. Going to see quite a – like uh, predicting. You know, at least uh, uh, four touchdowns at least. Um, you know, around the around that mark anyway per, per team. Are we are we liking that that fifty-one point over under, or, or is that too high, too low? No, I think there's going to be plenty of points scored.
1: I'd, I'd be yeah. taking the over. Yeah, I, I, I would. I would agree with that. I mean, we know Tampa Bay has got a great defense. The one place this sort of can be exploited is deep passing plays. Yeah, uh, the Packers have got that in spades. You can't run the ball on Tampa Bay, so I think Rogers is going to is going to score points. And you know, uh, Pack, Packers defense. You know, outside of a couple of pieces, they'll take away one side of the field with Jairus Alexander, but I still think you can get at them. I don't think this. Like like last year, um, you know, their offense was was pretty solid, but they were exposed defensively. Uh, they've definitely taken a step forward. Don't get me wrong, this is a much improved unit from what it was last year, and certainly not as, as soft up the middle <laughs> running the ball on them. Uh, but but yeah, I think I think there's points to be had for for both teams here. One because of of how you know, electric Aaron Rodgers has been, and uh, that Green Bay offense, and and B because Green Bay's defense isn't. You know, I wouldn't say it's a, a Super Bowl-calibre defense, put it that way.
0: Yeah, no, that's totally fair enough. Uh, looking at this, look, I think you, meant, you mentioned Alexander. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they play him. Uh, if Antonio Brown is out, then I think that hurts for sure. Uh, Alexander probably, I don't know, I, I imagine he would stick around Evans a lot. Evans obviously held uh, by him last time that they uh, that they played. So that's one particular point of interest for me is like, okay, how are they going to play this uh, with those guys? Is there any other matchups or um, points of interest that you really want to pay attention to in this game? I mean,
2: part of me would just love to see a bit of Brady Gronk going in the playoffs, like really going off. You know, I mean, I I dislike the Pats with a lot of my heart, but there's something about just seeing two icons just, you know, reliving some glory days. I'd
1: love to see it.
0: How are you going to take that, Lewis, resident Pats fan?
1: Yeah, look, it's just one of those things you learn to <laughs> let, it, let it brush off brush off the shoulders. But I think um, in, t- in terms of matchups, so, you know, look, based off PFF's matchup data, like Alexander doesn't travel. So they can move around Mike Evans as they see fit to get the matchup they want. Yep. Alexander sits on, on, you know, on the uh, left side uh, of the field and just shuts it down. Right. So to Brady looking, throwing to the right. If Evans is on that side of the field, he's not going to, he's not going to go that way. Brady doesn't force feed anyone. Mike Evans is over his career being force fed because he's, you know, great at contested catches. He's pretty much open all the time. But when he's being covered and not getting that separation, Brady has not forced the ball his way. He doesn't need to. He can look elsewhere. Antonio Brown, uh, you know, uh, Chris Godwin, even the Scotty Miller we've seen, Gronk, Cameron Bray. So whoever's on that side of the field, he's just shutting that down. I do like the, uh, you know, the, the, the skill of the, of all of the Tampa Bay receivers when they're not on that side of the field to be able to get open to be, to be, um, you know, to be Kevin King, uh, to be able to, to be, uh, Sullivan as well. So I, yeah, that, that's going to be a real interesting matchup. But, but I think the biggest thing for me is going to be can Tampa Bay, uh, pass rush get to Aaron Rodgers? Mm. And that will dictate the way this game is going to go. Because if they can't, the receiver's going to be able to, to get open and Aaron Rodgers is, is just going to pick them apart. Adams is going to have all the time in the world. Deep threats are going to open up. Uh, you know, sort of forget about it. Now, Green Bay has the best pass block success rate in the league, um, using ESPN's metric number one by a mile. Tampa Bay, though, they, they got the fifth best pass rush win rate as well. And they sacked Aaron Rodgers four times in their regular season matchup. He's been sacked 20 times in 17 games. So, you know, maybe a bit of an outlier, but also they have a great pass rush as well. There's yeah. a ton of talent there, right? Understood. Shaq Barrett, JPP, uh, their interior is strong as well. Um, so, and then, and then the, you know, the inside linebackers are absolute beasts as well. So they can dial up all kinds of coverages. They can rush from the outside. They can rush from the inside. So there's a lot to go on there. And then really it boils down to Turner at left tackle, right? Yeah. He's going to be dealing with Jason Pierre Paul, David Bactiaris obviously gone for the season. He had a rough, rough first game, but he came back against the Rams and he was the highest graded offensive lineman by PFF across all of the divisional games. That's so, you know, yeah. he, he, he sort of, he filled in at right guard. He'd been a, a bit of a, a swing tackle, I believe, for most of the season. And then they've gone, right, we need you to play left tackle. Uh, and, you know, he was a stud last week. Now, whether that continues, whether, you know, going up against uh, JPP, is a bit of a different proposition. So let's see how he handles that, and I think that could be key because if they can get pressure to Aaron Rodgers and they can, uh, you know, hurry him up and make him feel the pressure, I think that's how they slow the offense down.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I think that that pass rush is going to be just paramount in terms of Tampa Bay having any chance of winning this game. That's for sure. Well, let's leave the conversation there until we hit up on our particular DFS picks in, in a second. But let's move over to the AFC. You've got Buffalo and Kansas City going at it. Over-under 53, another high-scoring affair. Look, both of these teams are just scoring points upon points upon points. Although Baltimore did hold Buffalo to a little less than what they normally have been putting out, but Buffalo still got across the line, of course. Who's going to win, boys? Let's go
1: Lewis first. Kansas City. Give me the over and give me the points uh, as well here. I think it's – I like him. I don't like Buffalo as a Patriots fan. I think they're a fantastic football team. <laughs> Josh Allen's improvement has been absolutely wild. I got a special soft spot in my heart for Stephon Diggs. At the moment, he carried me to a few championships. <laughs> yeah, so nice. sh- sh- shout out to Stephon. I was like, I'm the, there's, there's no way I'm coming back from this. I would need his best performance of the season. Yeah. Lo well and behold, Stephon Diggs brings out his best performance of the season. Albeit be awesome. against the Patriots, so uh, very <laughs> conflicted. But he put money, yeah. put money in my wallet, and at the end of the day, that's that's what it's all about for me. <laughs> um, shit, man, we all got bills to pay. <laughs> yeah. So true day. True day. Yeah, thank you, Th- thank you, uh, thank you, Stefan Diggs, for that. Mm. So uh, I, I do, you know, like I said, uh, Buffalo's offense is much better than what was shown against Baltimore. Really tough matchup uh, that they that they had, and also the weather conditions were horrendous, and you know Josh Allen just didn't play all that well, nor was he forced to play all of that all that well either. I think this is going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Mm. Um, yeah, no you know, I, I I believe this is correct, so if someone wants to fact check me on this, they can. but I believe no no quarterback have more dropbacks this year than Josh Allen. They didn't pass at the highest rate, but they ran a ton of plays. And uh, yeah, Josh Allen had more draft than than anyone else. So they like they like to pass the ball a lot.
2: Yeah, no, look, Chris, Chris? yeah, no, uh, it's all Kansas City. I think um, it's going to come down as well to just the mental errors on the on these quarterbacks and who you're going to trust in in this game. And I could definitely see Allen making it. Just you know, it, all it's going to take is one or two extra mental errors than the other team and. All of a sudden, you've you've got this. Uh, you're trailing by more than a score, and I, I could just see that once Kansas City is in front, they're not going to give up a lead. Um, and uh, Old Onions uh, Reed is uh, uh, not going to let you have a chance to come back into a game as well.
1: <laughs> what sort of what now, a sort of mistake are you going with there? Could you I mean could you see Josh Allen throwing to a fullback downfield into triple coverage, something like that, maybe? <laughs>
0: that will be something, be like something. yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I, I think I have to. You have to go KC. I don't know. I've it's just it's the sense that I get. You have to go KC. You can't. It's hard to bet against Andy Reid and 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 Mahomes, especially even if he is eighty percent. Look, part of me just wants Buffalo to win the underdog story. Like you know, haven't you know first championship game since ninety three. That's how old I am. So uh, to see that, I think would be pretty cool to see him make a Super Bowl. But I think you're right. Kansas City look to be the ones uh, to, yeah, to be, to be favorites. That's for sure. Point of interest for me, uh, Stefan Diggs, like you're saying, Lewis, Stefan Diggs is just tearing it up. Career best form. He's coming up against the team out of the four teams that are playing this week, out of the last five weeks. You've got Kansas City who are giving up on average two hundred fifty three passing yards, uh, which is the most out of all the four teams. Last week, Josh Allen I think had two hundred six passing yards, and Stefon Diggs had one hundred six of them. Like, surely this is a game where Diggs just tears them apart. Hundred and fifty yards is not off the cards at all. Multiple touchdowns. I just love Stefan Diggs this week, so he is definitely my point of interest for sure. Boys, what else are you looking at for the? Just what are you looking for in this game?
2: Well, I think it's I think we're all on the same page. Like the Alan Diggs connection is just it's just it's almost the it's the good news story of the year, isn't it? Like uh just something uh worth watching developing. There's this, you know, budding bromance between them. Um and I just you know, at the highest level in playoffs, I'd love to see them really just uh solidify that that real tandem pairing going into next year and you know, sneak a win would be nice. Sorry,
1: Lewis. Yeah, we're <laughs> well, no um the 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 real question here is can Buffalo keep up right? Because we know Kansas City will move the ball up and down the field. Now, last week against the Browns was a little bit of anomaly, right? They they missed a field goal, they weren't getting their touchdowns as, as regularly as perhaps they they would like. And you know, I think the Browns outcome was a little more respectable than it ought to have been. I think if you go into a game and try to you know, quote unquote, limit the possessions Mahomes has. It doesn't matter because he, they can, they can score pretty much on, on every drive that they want to, if they need to. They're just, they're just that good. So it's, it's, can they keep up? And the, the interesting thing is, you know, their pass defense is their strength. And the city stink against the run, right? They were 31st in yeah. rush, rushing DVOA, according to football outsiders, about middle of the pack in sort of in pass defense, but it's teams are forced. To throw the ball against Kansas City, Buffalo hasn't had much of a running game this season. They've got Devin Singletary back there. It would be shocking, based off everything that we've seen uh, from the Bills, for them to come out and try and run the football and play play keep away. Um, so it's it's whether Allen can keep can match Mahomes drive for drive. Mm. And it just it could be one of those games. Uh, it's very cliche, but who has the who has the football last? It, it really could be yeah. one of those games. Yep. That's why I like the over. I think there's going to be points scored, and I think if Kansas City has the ball ball last, they'll they'll certainly will certainly win the game.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that's exactly right. All right, well, Boys, Tim's really jump, right into Oh, the here chat we go. We moment. got a question. Is this uh, old, old Tim? Old mate Tim, friend of the pot, love Tim. It's good. Over under Buffalo running back rushing attempts, five point five. Yeah, look, it's. Uh, <laughs> Over just might have to just take the under. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> look, they just Singletary was interesting last week. Obviously, they just didn't want to run the ball. Baltimore's run defense was very good against Tennessee. Do you think we see something different this week? Like, Singletary, well, actually, let's wait. Let's wait until we talk about running backs and then we can talk about Singletary. All right, let's jump into some of our position by position DFS picks. We're gonna, we're gonna talk, we'll talk through all. Oh, Four quarterbacks quickly, and then in the running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, we'll give a couple of guys that we want to lock in into our cash lineups, and then also think about who are some of those value plays as well. So let's start with the quarterbacks. Let's look at Kansas City, Mahomes sitting there at seventy six hundred, the most expensive quarterback on the slate. Chad Henne's five grand, but let's ignore him because he's pretty irrelevant. <laughs> Mahomes, I've got here um, as a guy that looks. He looks good on paper. I mean, look, Mahomes, you're picking him for the ceiling, I think, more than anything else. His his form in terms of fantasy points over the last month or so hasn't been superb. It hasn't been absolutely the Mahomes uh, that we know and love in terms of cracking out big 30-point scores all the time. His last five average for drafting points is 23.12. So cool. that's lower in terms of... Hit the last five average. Then all of the other quarterbacks, all of the other quarterbacks have a better last five average than Mahomes. Is either are either of you guys wanting to jump on Mahomes this week in DFS, or is this a, a keep away? Uh, I'm probably
2: fading a little bit, but you know. The fact is, there are going to be a lot of points scored, and you, you, you know, he hasn't had the same sort of matchups as as he's got this week. So, you know, I wouldn't do a full fade, but he's definitely not my favorite, mainly just because I don't want to have to pay up for
1: him. Yeah, I I, I won't play him in cash. I would play him in in some of my multi entries, but I mean, let's just look at the sports book, right? Because more often than not, they're right. The house wins. <laughs> The total, the total is two points different here. They expect points in both games. Is Mahomes worth 1500 more than Tom Brady? Um, you know, with the implied team totals, probably, probably not, especially when you can easily, and I think it'd be foolish not to, and I'm jumping out of positions here, but just get, get exposure to Mahomes at tight end and play Kelsey, right? Kelsey is the lockest of lock players. Ah, uh, the offense runs through him. Buffalo is abysmal against the tight end; just get absolutely gashed. Yep. So, give me give me that exposure to Mahomes via the tight end position. You know, you're maybe locking down the the upside of Kelsey. Probably going to get the hundred yard bonus, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yep. So that's sort of where I'm at with the quarterback position. Uh, is is pro- is he's not worth the extra fifteen hundred mm. um, when you want to be getting so many of the top guys into this really shortened. Um, Sean's sweet. Yeah, for
0: sure. That's it. On the other side of the ball, you got Josh Allen, who's sitting at $6,900, $700 cheaper than Mahomes. He's been, aside from last week, he's just been on fire, Mm. averaging over 30 except for last week against Baltimore. With this high over or under, with this implied total, I think you've you've got value in Josh Allen. When you, especially when he's going to run the ball as well, we know that, and Mahomes isn't. That's a, another comparison. If we're thinking about the toe injury there as well, even including last week, he's still averaging twenty-eight point eight points of the last five games. This is a again when we talk about that that Allen Diggs connection, but also John Brown had eleven targets last week, mm. and I think <laughs> uh, like he, he he monopolized on that. Like he's got options in the receiving game. And he's using them really well so far. I love Josh Allen.
2: Absolutely, no, no. He's probably a lot to probably at least fifty percent of my my games, maybe, and you know, sprinkled in with probably a lot of Aaron Rodgers, really. Um, but yeah, I think he's, he extends the play. You're going to get a higher floor with a lot more rushing. Uh, ability uh, potentially, you know, gets that rushing touchdown in, which is just gold. So, um, yeah, got to love Alan this week.
1: What's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like you said, that rushing floor. I mean, last last two games, he's had what eighteen eighteen rush attempts. Uh, if PFR is, is not lying to me, so <laughs> he, he's he is their de facto sort of running back at the moment as well. I do think that they'll and awesome yep. design plays for him. He is incredibly athletic, difficult to bring down, mm-hmm. uh, vultures touchdowns, you know, inside the, inside the red zone or, you know, at, at the goal line. So Josh Allen is very much in play this week. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's I mean, it's daft to say because it's literally a two game slate, but it's, yeah. just, it's stackable, right? <laughs> <If you> go, <laughs> if you, especially, yeah. yes. Especially if you go, you know, John John Brown because he's so cheap, it allows you to get Kelsey yep. and potentially Tyreek Hill on the bring back and again get you that exposure to Mahomes without having to pay up the extra salary yep. for someone who's potentially compromised.
0: Yeah, for sure. Out of these two games, what do you what do you lean towards in terms of exposure? Do you want more of the Buffalo, Kansas City or the Tampa Bay, Green Bay matchup? It's
2: tough one. Uh, I think I think it'll be fairly evenly spaced. I think I think each game has different strengths at different positions, doesn't it? So I think um, yeah, you know, if I, I want to slide in Kelsey in as many as I can because you know otherwise what I'm probably looking at maybe rolling the dice on a, on a Tonian touchdown or something on the other game. Um, but no, I think I think will be fairly in in tournaments evenly uh, spaced. But probably the Buffalo Kansas City for cash is probably where I'm going to sort of lean. Lewis, yeah, you got a
1: favorite? I'd agree. And- I I would agree with that. I probably you know the, the core build is going to be going to be more uh, of that game, which would mean Josh Allen probably. I'm going to be Josh Allen and Tom Brady are probably going to be like my majority owned, and then you know 15 percent around that yeah. sort of range of, of the other two quarterbacks. But I'll be looking to to, to utilize the, the running backs from from, from Tampa Bay. I think that's
0: where, that's where you get your exposure to that game. Yeah, for sure. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, both of these guys pretty closely priced: sixty five hundred for for Rodgers and sixty one hundred for Brady. Looking at both of these guys, you're looking at the last little uh, month and month and a week. You've got Brady averaging twenty eight points, like he's been tearing it up. He's come like across great uh, teams to play though f- for that purpose. Aaron Rodgers is just a picture of consistency. I feel like you can easily expect 25 points from him almost every week. Like he is just pushing that 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 average throughout the whole season as well as his last five. That's what he hit last week. 25 points just seems to be the go for Aaron Rodgers. So I feel like he's Aaron Rodgers might even be the safe pick out of all of these four. But Tom Brady, I think, does present upside. Who do you guys have out of these two? Obviously, Lewis, you're saying Tom Brady. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, look, I I, I like Rodgers. I just think uh, I've played a lot of Tom Brady and then you you do have those down weeks and I just worry that they're not going to use him. I think they have to use him this week, so I'm not um, that down on him either. But like he has to put up a lot of points and so I'm just worried for interceptions this week, that's all. But you know he doesn't force, so I think he plays smart. Uh, I don't think he can really go wrong either way, really.
0: No, nah, fair enough. Like He's a play. team. Type answer. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah. That's-, <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Well, let's have a look at some of these positions. Let's look at the running backs. Running backs intrigue me to no end. <laughs> like we've got some really interesting picks here, and nothing jumps out. Uh, I look at, I look at Aaron Jones. He's you know the clear number one in Green Bay, and yet he's coming up against Tampa, which is one of the best run defenses in the competition. Then look at Green Bay. He's been weak against the running backs, and I have to deal with the fact that there's Fournette and Jones sitting in there. So that frustrates me. <laughs> Buffalo have been giving a lot of points to running backs, but I don't know if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to get up or if Darrow uh, Willi- Williams sorry, is going to play like he did last week. Where's Lev Bell? What's going on with that? So there's all of these questions going through my mind. I feel like Aaron Jones is the safe cash play for 6,500, though. It's, it's a bit dear. It's a lot of money. It is. Do you guys have a safer or a a play that you want to ha- do a running back that's not Aaron Jones? It's almost a week where for even for cash, it's okay to punt some
2: running back and take the the more security in the other positions because it's just it's a crapshoot, isn't it? Like, and you know, if we're thinking that it's going to be a shootout with Tampa Bay, Aaron Jones, you know, isn't going to be that producer that we would need at that salary, so. Like I said before, like you know, Jones, Fournette, you know, and you know, take your pick at a, you know, Kansas City running back. Maybe just can't see Singletary doing anything, um, but yeah, it's it's really taking punts and hoping for uh, hoping for some floor
0: somewhere else. Lewis, what do you make of the running back position?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm fading Aaron Jones at his price. Uh, I know. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is, is back to practice now. He's gotten a pretty appealing price type there. But, you know, this is a guy who had a high ankle sprain less than yeah. a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look what it did for Michael Thomas for the season. Like high ankle sprains always, always linger more than, than sort of teams are op- optimistic about. And yeah. Yeah. even if he does get a few carries, I think he, he will be ineffective and... We've seen him dress and do absolutely nothing before this season as well. But <laughs> so I, I don't yes, think Andy Reid will be afraid, of certainly afraid of doing that just just to be like, hey, look, I've, I've got options. Like I, I can call on him yep. if absolutely necessary. For me, the two running backs I'm playing and, and locking in uh, are going to be Lanny Fournette in cash because of the, the passing uh, sort of work we talked about, potential goal line work, and and, and Darrell, Darrell Williams. Like yep. He's a fine player uh yeah. in in this offense, right? He yeah. is the poster child for running backs don't matter. He costs a four seven two, right? But in Tampa in in, in the Kansas offense, he, he look he looks electric and I don't yeah. expect Mahomes to be a goal line vulture this, this this week and Lev Bell is dusted. That that guy is <laughs> is washed with a capital W. So it's yeah. those the two running backs for me. I want exposure to these elite wide receivers. I want to play Adams. Yep. I want to be able to play Diggs. So yep. to do that, you've got to you've got to make concessions elsewhere, and, and that's going to come at the running back position and you know the, the quarterback position as well.
0: Yeah, that's it. When
1: I'm looking
0: at these prices and I think about what I want them to be scoring, like I'm looking at a slate like this, two games, you know, 200 points is out of the question, I think, for you know the winning lineups. But if we're looking at 170, 180 potentially. And he wanted to go over three times their 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 price. And looking at Fournette at fifty three hundred, like this is a guy that can easily get twenty points if he's given the role that we saw last week, especially. And so, one hundred percent with you there. Like, if he's getting targets, if he's getting you know six, seven targets even in this game, five receptions, then he's already on his way to producing. And yeah, in the in the end zone as well, Brady's uh, happy to pass off to him. As well. So look, is, is a, is a gun, I think, in this spot. And and that's it. We have to chase value, I think, in the running back spots because this Aaron Jones bus potential is too big against the Tampa defense. uh, In my mind, Uh, Jamal Williams could even vulture a touchdown. Like that's what we're talking about. So, like, I, I agree. I think the Green Bay running back, uh, running backs is not where I want to be, be sitting. Ronald Jones is probably the other one I have a question mark on, and that's just because potentially I could I could see him putting up a hundred yards on the ground if he got got going if he's given the ball early and makes the most of it, then he could churn up a, a ton of yardage on the ground, which uh, which could easily put him to three times his price for sh- for sure. Yep. Wide receivers. Yes. This is this is where it's at. Yes. This is this is where this slate is at, and. <laughs> It's weird. Choose <laughs> the right it. ones. That's exactly right. How can you go away from Adams and Diggs in this lo- in this matchup? Like yeah. Tyreek Hill as well. Like you kind of want all three. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so how do you choose? How do you, like? So let's say you can pick two of these guys. Who who are the two out of these three that you're going to lock into your lineups the most? Well, I think for just for target
2: share, you you, you know Adams has to be the lock. Um and you know if you want to save money on the other games you can go a John Brown you can you know if you want to go super cheap you could you know go a Mikael Hardman as we saw last week he he can sort of return just enough value to fit in fit in other pieces um but you'd you'd like to try to get two of those three that you mentioned um whether I think Adams will probably be in ninety percent of my lineups oh yeah with digs uh probably the next heaviest and then you know obviously you can't go past Hill. Um, but he, you know, you he just he's, he doesn't have, the, doesn't seem to have the. He's been very consistent this year, but no, but you know, not on the Digs and Adams level, though.
1: Yeah, uh, it's Adams and Diggs for me, uh, and then as, as you know, as I said, it's going to be pretty much a hundred percent. No, it's not going to be a hundred percent Travis Kelsey. Um, just just as it will allow me to do a, a few other things, if you. You know, pay down at tight end and maybe do a cam, a cheeky Cameron break or something like that. But, but it's, it's mainly Adams and Adams and Diggs for me. Just monstrous. I mean, obviously Tyreek Hill has got that monstrous upside as well. But, you know, he can be from time to time. Last week is not a good example of that, but you may rely on a, on a, on a huge play. Whereas Diggs and Adams are just going to be fed the ball constantly. And uh, I think the, uh, the matchups for both of them you know, are
0: pretty pretty solid. Interestingly, Tyreek Hill is averaging 8.8 targets a game over the last five games. So he's obviously moving into that possession role in, in some games. Ten targets last week obviously helped uh, that average for sure. Diggs is my lock. I actually I think I like him a little bit more than Adams. I'm going to play more Diggs than Adams. Uh, just because well oh, he's nice. averaging 120 yards over the last 5 games. Yep. yeah, And um and a touchdown a game at that as well. So for me it's him. I can't believe actually he's the cheapest out of these 3. That does mm-hmm. my head in. Like 7000 <laughs> 1k cheaper than DeVonte Adams if you have got Stefan Diggs? Who was, him all I think. Year. He,
2: he, no, it's ridiculous. I think after one of his huge games he actually went down in price. <laughs> I don't it's, know what they're doing. It,
1: it, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't work it out. I, I, I really can't work out why that's the case, given, you know, we've got this big implied total we're talking about. Mm. Kansas City, uh, and sort of, uh, you know, is, is a worse pass defense than, than Tampa Bay as well. Like, yeah, I, th- I don't get yeah. the huge price differential. So, if you're going to have to absolutely lock one in, it's the guy who's $1,000. And that's, yeah, that's a right. significant wedge, right? That's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a good amount of money that allows you to do some other things if you're, you know, you're more, uh, sort of bulk entering here. So, yeah, yeah digs sure. for sure is the lock for me.
0: That's it. What intrigues me is these three Tampa Bay wide receivers. We've got Evans at 5,800. Godwin at 5400 and Antonio Brown at 4700. Now if Antonio Brown plays, again we're looking at a, a question mark over health and all that kind of stuff but 4700's cheap like that's a, that's good value um, if he can pro- provide that you know best mate kind of type game with Tom Brady that we've seen um, in the past. but Chris Godwin at 5400, he's getting targeted he's getting eight targets a game in the last five. Averaging a, one touchdown a game of the last five games um, is Chris Godwin. I, I He's sneaky for mine. I think if, you, if you're if you going to go down a wide receiver, Chris Godwin's a, a possession guy that could, especially in our PPR format here, could turn out pretty well for you. And I think we'll be on the low end, especially compared to the guys that we've just talked about. What do you guys think about these Tampa Bay wide receivers? Yeah, I think Chris Godwin's
2: the one that, you know, you you go in with a lot more confidence. With, um, you know, he's uh, like you said that he's going to get the targets. Um, Antonio Brown, you know, as much as as you know, it, it was incentive laden big performances before. Um, sure, but you know, he could easily get a touchdown, but I don't think you're going to get that safe floor uh, that you're going to get with with Godwin. Not that you can super safe floor because you know they're they're three great weapons that they could share it around. So, um, look, I, I would. I'd I'd definitely like to sprinkle you know one in, in a f- quite a few uh, GPP lineups, but uh, I, I, for cash, I just don't know if you can guarantee which one's the the one this week that you can really rely on to to get those get that return that value.
1: Um, for me, uh, I would be removing Evans from the equation here. I know it's probably a bit a bit mad to say, but it's a price versus sort of targets. Uh, situation. And as I, you know, as I said before, Bray will not force feed Mike Evans. He doesn't, he doesn't need to. If he's not open, he won't, yep. he won't go that way. Godwin's got a, a good matchup in, in the slot here, right? Uh, going, he's going up against Shandon Sullivan, who plays 80% out of the slot. BFF has him graded at 63.7, which bang average pedestrian. <laughs> uh, Godwin's going to have no problem sort of yep. handling his business if he can just hold on to the freaking ball. But, <laughs> Drops, oh, yeah. drops, don't drop, they're noisy, they don't bother me. He's got great hands. He will spend all week working on that. Tom Brady will build his confidence back up. He's yeah. continued to go back to him. He's not left him out in the cold because he knows what a talent he is. He's open, he has faith in Godwin. Uh, and if Antonio Brown is gets upgraded to full participant by the end of the week, I think at, what was it, his price, 4700
0: mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> has Antonio Brown ever been ever <laughs> been cheaper? No. Right, he's he's he's, he's, yeah. he's it's Maybe Antonio his first Brown, folks. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not something like that. But like, it's Antonio Brown at forty-seven hundred, averaging nearly seven targets a game, and we know it's a little bit inflated. It's Antonio Brown. Like, <laughs> he's still got it. He's a top ten receiver in the league. Like, yeah, it's Antonio Brown <laughs> at forty-seven hundred. Sometimes we <laughs> overthink things. This is. Antonio Brown in the playoffs <laughs> with his roommate playing in cold weather, which, you know, is all about from his time at Pittsburgh. Yep. Talk, of, talk about a guy who delivers in, in, in big moments when they need yeah. it. It's Antonio Brown. He's a big game player. I think if, he, if he's healthy, he can go. Like at 4,700, he's got to be in your cash line.
0: Yeah. If you miss that. It's Antonio Brown, everybody. So you have to play him
1: <laughs> at forty seven hundred. Here is 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 play good players. Antonio Brown yeah. is a good player. That's some yeah. hard hitting analysis. That's, that's true, and that's play. it.
0: He's probably he's probably going to be less owned and cheaper than he's ever been in, 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 in this year. It's, it's crazy. Look, John Brown is someone that also piques my interest at forty three hundred eleven targets last week. That's huge out of his last five games played, whenever he's registered a catch, which is four of those games, he had a catchless game against, I think, uh, Indianapolis like, two weeks ago. But every other game, he's gone for at least 62 yards and at least 13.2 DraftKings points in the last uh, four of the last five games. Like for me, I look at that and I go, well, that's immediately paying off. That's immediately three times his price. Mm. If Josh Allen likes John Brown, and let's say Kansas City, Somehow do a number on Diggs. If you don't have Diggs in your lineup, I feel like you have to you have to have John Brown. Like he's the guy that's going to make the most of the opportunity if Diggs is somehow under the weather or not being uh, targeted because of great coverage or something like that. I feel like John Brown's the guy that you need to kind of run that back with. Thoughts on John Brown?
2: No, you said it all. No, is it the opportunity for the cost uh, absolutely? We've been lots of lineups.
1: Agreed. I mean, this kid's got a ton of talent. He's probably he's one of the better wide receiver twos sort of out there. We saw the team wasn't as good with him as their wide receiver one last year, but yeah. as a one B sort of two, this guy's a, a fantastic player. He, um you know, he's going to see. I mean, at least based off of what sort of PFF is is predicting and his his alignments, he's probably going to see a decent amount of Shavarius Ward. Or Chavarius Ward, a pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, apologies, but he is their he is their lowest graded cornerback. Uh, You know he runs a four five, so he's not slow. But you know John Brown's a four three guy, right? We're talking about a different level of speed. Yeah. If yeah. they need to throw the ball and they get him, they you know, they can get him behind the defense and send John Brown on a on a nine route. Then good luck, and that that will be it. If he hits, it's a home run play. He's yeah. You know, he's paid off his value right there. If it's yep. a, you know, a sixty yard touchdown, he's pretty much what? Three X is his value in one place. So that's yep. that's the sort of upside upside you're getting. Yeah.
0: No, I love it. Love John Brown. Anything else there in the wide receiver land, guys, that you think is worth who are those cheap plays? Give me some cheap plays that if you're, you know, really cashing up on Kelsey and all the wide receivers, who's someone that you can put in your flex to potentially get you that uh slight breaking you know, touchdown in 60 yards, et cetera. I said earlier, I think
2: Mecole M- Hardman is a good play. He actually correlates quite well when Tyreek Hill's playing as well. So, you know, you don't be scared off that they've already got, you know, someone on the burners uh, going down, I think. And and like it does, like we said, it doesn't just doesn't take much for him to return the, the value that you need from him um, and maybe, you know, you know, if you if you're putting in lots of lineups, I'd, I'd put in you know one of Sneaky Robinson in there every now and again as well. Um, thirty seven hundred is pretty cheap, um, but yeah, they're they're probably a couple of the cheap ones I'm looking at.
1: Lewis, who've you got? Yeah, so my cheap play at wide receiver um, is going to be Marquez Valdez scantley
0: Yeah, I thought you'd say him. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean he's thirty nine hundred and. On face value, uh, it's not a great matchup, right? This is a a tough Tampa Bay defense, but you know, sort of tip of the cap to the guys over at PFF who just constantly doing awesome work. Shout out to the Ian Harditz That based off PFF's passing grades, Tampa Bay ranks dead last, 32nd in the NFL in explosive pass plays. That's 20 yards or 20 yards or more. And when we saw them get hosed by. James Winston. I know, I know it was <laughs> yes. a bit of a, you know, it was a, it was a trick play, probably, probably. That still, one me some money. That, that. was good. Nice, nice, right? But guess who's number one in explosive passing plays? MVS and be the Green Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers, right? The Green Bay Packers. So we've got the best explosive passing play offense going up against the worst explosive pass play defense. We think there's going to be some points in this. He's coming off eight targets, 120 plus air yards, four, three speeds. Like if they can, yeah. if they can. And again, we talked about this earlier uh, in the show, right? It's about that pass protection. If if Rogers can get that 2.5 seconds in the pocket, good luck. You're not, no one's, no one's carrying, you know, covering, covering uh, uh, MVS unless they're playing real deep coverage. Yeah. And, then good luck because Devontae Adams will just murder you underneath. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a yep. real catch 22. If if that's the situation, if they can't get to Rogers and if they can't, uh, they, they will get at least one, maybe two, but probably one big play to to scantling. And if he holds it in, it's going to be, it's going to be absolute money for your lineups. For sure.
0: Uh, let's wrap this up with, um, With our tight ends, look, let's just all say we love Travis Kelsey. Even though he's eight (laughs) grand, you just, you have to play him because he's leagues above the rest. Is there a cheap player that you consider at all in this spot? Lewis, you mentioned Bray. Is he probably the guy that you might play instead of Travis Kelsey? (sighs) Oh,
1: Yeah, if I was just trying to be a little bit different, but even then, like it's hard to take Kelsey out of there. It's like maybe just put Bray in a flex spot, <laughs> yeah. cheap. right, yeah. and get and get a little bit unique because there's probably not going to be too, too many two tight end lineups. And given it's such a a compressed slate, being only two games, you have to get a little bit freaky and different yep. in tournaments. Yeah. So you know, maybe a two tight end approach is a way to differentiate yourself from the field here. So even even then, like it's not one or the other. I feel like Kelsey is just a mortal lock here.
0: Yeah,
2: for sure. Arch you got anyone? Yeah, look, I, I think potentially Tonyan is, is someone who can haul in a touchdown at was he thirty six hundred? Like yeah, about that. Every I mean it's 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 Kelsey or a punt. You know, Dawson Knox could get a touchdown. It's all t- it's all touchdown dependent uh tight ends after Kelsey, isn't it? And so um yeah. roll the dice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's probably why I don't mind Dawson Knox if you really <laughs> want to go that way. He's averaging four point two targets over the last five. That's the second most of all the starting tight ends on the slate. So if you like that opportunity, that's good. He has he has been looked for in the end zone by Josh Allen over, over recent weeks. So Dawson Knox isn't that I don't, I don't think that bad of a pick if you really want to go that way. And like you said, Lewis, this could be like these short slates with only a couple of games having those two tight ends is is one way to really differentiate yourself and and get different in the competition. So, yeah, Kelsey and another tight end, it's not out of the question, especially when tight ends are as cheap as 2800 uh with Dawson Knox. So if you're looking at 2800 and you think maybe he'll score a touchdown, you know, get you 10 points, not even nine points, he'll go three times, and that's that's probably enough that you need uh, from Dawson Knox. DSTs, look, nothing really too much to say here. Um what I found interesting is that uh you've got uh I think it was Tampa Bay uh that are forcing 1.8 turnovers a game over the last 5 games that's obviously inflated a bit from the uh the most recent game against New Orleans um but still look I, I, that's the thing like are they going to step up Tampa Bay have been pretty uh, pretty mean on, on defense. And look, it's the cheapest. The $2,700, you are saving $1,100 from going from Green Bay defense down to the Tampa Bay defense. So I don't mind that. Anyone else got a different defense that they feel particularly strong about? I mean, we've seen the
2: totals. There's going to be points everywhere, isn't it? So you might as well yeah. just grab the cheapest defense and fit in your lineups elsewhere. You know, I can't see myself yeah, spending, sure. you know, was it an extra $900 differential between Packers and Buccaneers? So, know, yeah, $900. Like that's that's cash. That's going to waste.
0: 100%. Yeah, I agree.
1: Lewis? I yeah, uh, agreed. I mean, in DFS, generally, my strategy is just to play defenses that have a chance of turnovers, but sacks, like, I don't care if they get points scored on them. In fact, yeah. um, gosh, who was it? It might have been, I was listening to a podcast a little while back, and it was, I think it was Drew Dinkmeyer on Established for Run, Bron- And I think he's he's won a millimaker. And, you know, his sort of strategy with defense, and, it, you know, when you really like, Play it out in your head. It's intuitive and it makes sense. If the defense gets scored on points wise, it's going to present more and more opportunities for sacks and turnovers because yeah. the opposition is dropping back their quarterback. And it's those sort of plays which, which really rack up the points for you. It's the turnovers and sack opportunities, uh, fumble opportunities, all of that kind of stuff, which happens when an opposing quarterback is, is, is throwing a lot. And so, Give me Tampa Bay here. As we said, they've got a great pass rush. Whether they can get to Aaron Rodgers is a different story, but if they can potentially force some pressure, they've got a very, very, very good secondary. Yeah. Who knows, right? It's, a, it's a, Who knows, but give me the salary to go everywhere else and I'll yep. I'll live and die with my chief defense.
0: No, that's much. it. Well, that brings up time for us uh, on the TFL podcast. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. If you're watching us on on the live stream. It's great to have you join us. Uh, feel free to join in for live streams in the future. That would be fantastic. Lewis, thank you so much for jumping on the pod. Can you let everyone know where they can find you again?
1: I can, but first of all, it was uh, absolutely my, my pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. We, we absolutely will return the favor and get you both on, uh, on, on the Vault Studio podcast. Or maybe I'll make you guys sort of like fight it out to see who gets the coverage, <laughs> guess, guess spot. <laughs> no, we'll absolutely have both you guys on uh, on the on the pod as well. But yeah, uh, on Twitter at ff underscore down under, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, check out the Vault Studio podcast as well. We have the fantasy one. We also have the NFL show. I think I'm actually doing that one on Saturday as well with JA. So looking from yeah. actual football perspective rather than fantasy. So if you just, if you want that, come check that out. And also, uh, if you go to Fantasy, I forgot, I, you know, I have a, let me use the air quotes very loosely. It's a very rudimentary website, but fantasyfootballdownunder.com is, is the website I've got set up now. And you can go there and you can sign up for the 2021 FF Down Under Bowl. Uh, awesome. If you haven't heard of it, it's, it's the biggest, biggest fantasy football league in Australia. Uh, all proceeds next year will be going to, going to charity. So uh, sign-ups are open for that. I think about 60 Kings have already signed up. We're pushing for, Three hundred and sixty uh, in two thousand and twenty-one. So, so uh, yeah, fantasy
0: football. Downunder dot and sign up for the under Ball. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Thanks, Lewis, the
2: man. Uh, who do you got is, anything to say as well? Just is the man who is, I think, almost doubled the amount of leagues I was in this year, <laughs> single-handedly <laughs> responsible for that. Um, so I'll thank you, but my wife will not. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, true that. All right, everyone. Have a great week. Enjoy the conference championships. Do well in DFS. Win lots of money. And uh, we'll catch you next time.
2: Bye-bye.